Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com joins us. B. Matt, how are you? Man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me in. Uh, what a busy week it has been. It starts with uh, Hugh Freeze officially being named the head coach for the Auburn Tigers. A lot of information to keep up with this week, B. Matt. What did you think of the hire? Well, I think from a football standpoint, um, Hugh Freeze checks all the boxes Auburn needed. They needed somebody who was going to recruit from the front uh, and has uh, you know some success and has passed recruiting in SEC, which he definitely does and has. I think they needed somebody with a, uh, the ability to really um, excel on one side of the ball, whether it be offense and defense. And, of course, Euphrates has a great, great reputation as an uh, offensive play caller and, and just an offensive coach, although he may give up those play calling duties. And then I think you're getting a guy in Euphrates that is really going to relate well to uh, a lot of fans uh, with his um, ability to speak and emote and um, just be able to connect with people. Uh, in, in a really positive way. Um, so, uh, you know, I think uh, if he can avoid any off-the-field uh, mistakes, that he can have a very successful tenure here at Auburn. And, of course, those off-the-field things, uh, Brian, have been talked about a lot, and, and, and Hugh Freeze obviously has uh, to improve and, and not ever do any of that stuff again. But uh, I, I want to ask again about the, the football part of it, being in this league, uh, for several years at Ole Miss, and you know his ability to recruit obviously was marred by what obviously went down there. But overall, it, it feels that he will be uh, still a very good recruiter for Auburn. Is that kind of what your sense of the matter is? And then how important is his his uh, next couple of hires staff wise, particularly Cadillac Williams, going to be on that uh, recruiting trail as well? Well, my thoughts on, on uh, his recruiting is um, just about everything that he was accused of or found guilty of by the NCAA is stuff that um, you know, is above board now uh, with collective NILs. And, you know, he did get caught or his staff and his staff both got caught doing some things that I think a lot of schools were doing at the time. So that's just my opinion. You know, I'm not studying that as a fact. That's just my opinion there. Uh, and, um, you know, as far as the staff hires, of course, uh, he, he, you know, Hit it out of the park, getting Cadillac on board right away. Uh, you know, to make that move the evening that he was hired was really important, I thought. And um, having Cadillac return this team as an emotional leader and is also a terrific assistant coach and just coach in general is, is big uh, for Auburn. If you look at what's coming back next year for Auburn's roster, it's the running backs, it's the defensive backs that are really going to be the strength of this team. And that's because the two guys leading those groups. Uh, Cadillac and Zach Eckers know what they're doing and went out there and, and recruited well enough to uh, have talented uh, position groups. And, um, you know, the, the next two he's hired, um, uh, Jeremy Garrett, the defensive line coach, and I'm going to mess up this name, but Ben Agamalu, um, uh, the tight end coach from Liberty, are, I think, two guys that he really has a lot of belief in. You know, I think he's taken two guys he thinks are all stars. Uh, up and comers from um, his staff and of course uh, Garrett's got that NFL experience too as a defensive line coach which will be uh, really big in recruiting so that's where we stand right now he's also hired some staff folks too from Liberty and uh, from some other places but um, still have uh, uh, some work to do and some more positions to uh, work through before we get that full staff hired. 
I'm glad you jumped at that tight ends coach name before we did, Brian. We were kind of waiting for you to break the ice. Yeah, uh, had seen that out yeah. there. Is this going to be an on-the-field role hire, or, or is this a, a tight end coach that's going to move into an off-the-field spot, Brian? What are you hearing? Uh, I think he's coaching tight ends on the field uh, and, and I'm told differently. So um, that's what I'm expecting at least. But, um, you know, I can be wrong there. And that, um, I'm not, you know, shaking my fist or anything about it. That's just what we're <laughs> yeah. told. And, um, you know, putting a staff together is a, uh, a process and uh, you freeze is trying to put it in overdrive because he knows that uh, come December 4th, that December 5th, that portal opens and they get to hit the ground running. And then, of course, you've got... Um, National signing day or the early sign period, December 21st. So, uh, this new staff of his is going to have a lot of work to do and not much time to, you know, uh, to sit back and, and get to know each other or, or, or you know, start forming those bonds. And, and he admitted in his opening press conference that he wants someone, you know, he he's an offensive guy, so he needs someone uh, to mastermind that defense. So with that in mind, uh, who are some of the candidates for the defensive coordinator role, and, and who do you think would make a lot of sense? Well, um, you know, I think it's important for him to find um, a guy who can just – he can just turn it over to, right? You know, somebody that um, – you know, sort of like Kevin Steele was for Gus Malzahn, and I would say I don't think Kevin's a candidate here, but somebody that he trusts on that side of the ball. There's some names early major Carter or Barry Odom, who's at uh, I think he's at Missouri now, former Arkansas coach. Um, I think it's Chris Kiffin, uh, who's got uh, a lot of experience as a coordinator and defensive line coach. Uh, and there's going to be some more out there too. And I know T. Will, uh, or excuse me, T. Rob, Travis Robinson. Uh, former Auburn DB, who is now at um, uh, Alabama as an assistant coach. He was a DC under Will Muschamp at South Carolina as coach at Auburn and a number of other places. I think he'll be a candidate to uh, to keep an eye on. Brian Matthews is here with us on the program. Follow him on Twitter at BMATAU each and every week. Check out the Rundown podcast from the folks at AuburnSports.com. Uh, Auburn men's basketball has a squad that's unbeaten on the year. Brian, uh, have still yet to take on a top 25 opponent in the rankings, uh, but they're getting closer and closer to that pivotal West Coast trip that's going to be a tough test for Auburn. Where's this basketball team at on today? I mean, I think they're 7-0 undefeated, which is great. Yeah. Um, you know, they're playing a Colgate key team Friday um, that uh, Bruce Pearl, I talked to him, we talked to him today, and he said that this is the best three-point shooting team, uh, maybe the best offensive team they've played this season, so it's going to be a good test uh, because Auburn's strength right now is defense, and they're still, you know, sort of getting that offense together. The transition offense got to get better. The half-court offense has got to get better. So, you know, if, if Colgate, you know, gets hot and starts scoring points on Auburn, can Auburn keep up? And on the other hand, can Auburn's defense continue to be um, as good as it's been and shut down a really good offensive Colgate uh, team? So this will be another good matchup. Uh, I think Pearl and his assistant and his staff uh, do a great job of um, scheduling these games against uh, these group of five schools. He's, um who, who end up, you know, finishing first or second or third in their divisions and really helping Auburn's RPI when we get into, um, you know, March and also give this team a really good test going into SEC play. 
Brian, when you look at the the Bruce Pearl era, you had Jared Harper running the point guard for a few years for Bruce Pearl. Then you had a year or two where it was kind of confused on who was going to be the point guard, and there was never really a set point guard in the offense. And now now we're into year two of Wendell Green Jr. back as the point guard for this Tigers team. Talk about his development with Bruce Pearl and how much better the offense looks when you've got a, a set point guard. Well, I mean, I think he's been Auburn's best player uh, through the first seven games. You know, he's had a little, a little ups and downs, but I think he's been terrific with his ball handling and, um, you know, driving and shooting and, you know, maybe not shooting threes as consistent as he'd like, but you can say that for the whole team right now. But um, he has really been, um, really been active, and I think the there he's improved the most in is his, three, is his def- defending. His on-ball defending has gotten so much better. And I uh, just really impressed with everything he's doing. And I still think he has areas that he can improve and get better as the season goes on. And I think he'll see that too. And I, I certainly think his shooting is going to start coming around. I think we, we're already starting to see that. Um, he was he was getting some logo wins, I think, in the last game it was. So um, we're, we're going to um, see him improve. And I think as he gets better, you know, I just need to start shooting the ball better. And then to continue to find ways to get the ball inside to Jen A. Um, you know, and, and, and Dylan now is, is of course, a, a, more of a weapon, I think, more so defensively, but coming around offensively, too. Brian, there, there's been no Liverpool to keep up with these last couple of weeks, <laughs> so have you been enjoying this break from Liverpool and, and enjoying the World Cup? I have, as much as I got to watch it, I've enjoyed it. You know, it's great seeing these teams and, and these countries, you know, live and die by these moments, and uh, it's great to see the USA make it to the knockout round. Really excited for them. It should be a terrific game uh, Saturday morning. Um, really looking forward to that. It was, you know, Germany got knocked out today for people who have been paying attention, which is really, really big for, you know, in a bad way for them and, and of course, in a big way for the, for the teams that made it through. So, yeah, it's been fun. Now, when you're watching the World Cup, do you pay attention to your Liverpool players? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's always, always want to see them do good, um, you know, and, uh, you know, Netherlands has um, Virgil van Dijk, of course, and that's who USA is playing. So I'll, I will definitely be pulling for USA, but also be happy for Virgil if, if they end up pulling out. And I wanted to – the reason I asked is I don't know if you saw the uh, the Conte uh, set a World Cup yeah. record in his last match for France. Yeah, he's been terrific. Um, and uh, France, yeah, I think they struggled in their last match a little bit, but I think that was because they felt like they were already in good shape. Uh, going forward, but I think that they've been the most one of the most impressive teams so far, along with Brazil and Spain, and um, uh, who was the other team that's played so well so far? I can't even think right now. But um, uh, yeah, I, I've been really impressed with Conte. I got to ask this because Brian, I've been doing these interviews with you, calling you for nearly six years at this point, which is insane. And obviously, enjoy uh, texting back and forth throughout Liverpool matches. We got to know because people that follow you on Twitter know the love for Liverpool and that sort of thing. What about soccer? Do you love, man? Because it's just it hasn't been a sport, obviously, that's gained a lot of traction in the southeast over the years. Well, I think it's starting to gain more and more traction. No doubt, the Premier League. Um, I just wanted something. Uh, I, I needed an outlet for my, you know, my fan. You know, I, I need to be a fan of something. Right? When sure. Covering team and journalist, you're not as big a fan uh, as maybe you once were. You got to sort of back away from that and try to be more objective in the way you cover teams and talk about teams and view teams. 
And um, so maybe about uh, 12, 15 years ago, I started paying attention to it. There's a reason they call it the beautiful game. You know, when teams score these goals, uh, I mean, they're just incredible uh, and make these passes and these assists. And, you know, it's just, um, it's, it is a beautiful game. And there's a reason it's the mo- by far the most popular game in the world. And, you know, billions upon billions of people watch, you know, the World Cup and the, and the World Cup final and such. So, uh, and then the reason I picked Liverpool uh, was because they had a great tradition and they have great support of Anfield for their team. It reminded me the most of being Premier League to the way Auburn supports its team and its players and its university. So that's why I picked Liverpool. You made a great choice, man. You absolutely yep. did. I'm in the same boat there with you, so I'm going to be biased as well. Uh, USA back in action on Saturday. Brian Matthews has been joining us here on the show. Follow him on Twitter always, at BMATAU. And uh, I mentioned the podcast that's out there, AuburnSports.com. The bunker is always going crazy in there. What else do we need to know, Brian? Well, uh, we're going to continue to um, cover this coaching um, as uh, I guess you can search, I guess. But the, as uh, you freeze, fills out his staff. And, of course, there's a big basketball game Friday. And recruiting is really going to take off and portaling, I guess you could call it now. Portaling, yeah. It's going to be big, <laughs> yeah. So we'll have all that more at AuburnSports.com. You can call me on Twitter. Be mad. Really appreciate the time. We'll talk to you soon, okay? I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. That's uh, Brian Matthews, and he's joining us here on Sports Call.